Hey there, welcome to the Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Emily Valentine from Style Me Tactical. And hello, everybody. I'm Amy Robbins from Alexa Athletica. We aren't your average gun girls and want to bring you a podcast that mirrors the way we live our lives. We are self-reliant, stylish, and eager to inspire women to feel confident in defending themselves with a gun while also staying true to their lifestyle. We'll be talking all things from concealed carry to our favorite lipstick and everything in between. This podcast is intended to support and empower women. We want you to be armed with the right tools and education to be self-reliant and prepared to act in your own self-defense. This episode is brought to you by Stalmy Tactical and Alexa Athletica. Hey, everyone. What's up, guys? All right, so we're doing something a little different today. Um, I can see your face, Emily. (laughs) (laughs) I can see you. Don't tell anyone. I like this. I like that I feel like we're actually um, in the room with each other, even though we're all three spread out on all different places. Um, Right. It's kind of cool. I kind of like this format. Yeah, I do too. I want to know what you guys think. Uh, ladies, we're trying a new format. We wanted to actually bring you some video content along with the podcast. So um, you'll have two mediums that you can go. If you, if you want to watch us, you can go watch us on YouTube. Or if you just want to listen to it, uh, of course, you can download and subscribe to our YouTube channel on iTunes at Not Your Average Gun Girls. So if you are watching this right now, uh, you might be noticing that we have another person down below us. <laughs> Say hi to Corey Recchia, everybody. Hey, Corey. How are you? I'm good. How about you guys? Doing all right. I'm doing. I'm doing a little bit better than you. What? What's? (laughs) What's hanging out by the wall right there by you? What happened? uh, My crutches. I uh, tore my ACL, so I just uh, Uh, giant brace on. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but I'm all right. Makes you stronger. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Your your contraption on your knee doesn't seem to be slowing you down. You're putting all of us to shame. Definitely. Um, I did like a very okay. It took a long, long time to do that workout. <laughs> um well you're I can't even do a like a full on pull up. That was my goal one year was to be able to do one one full like from hanging position, like full pull up. And you're sitting there with this extra weight on your knee, like pull up. How many pull ups did you do? I did in that I did like six. Yeah. My goodness. What? Wait, what really quick. <laughs> just just do one of these for everybody. I want everyone to see oh, these, no, these guns. <laughs> Corey has the best arms on a woman. Like, yeah, she's like, they're amazing. super fit. Have to be strong. To just super badass. Like, have you always those been that fit? No, actually. I, since I've been into this whole defense thing, I um, I started really working out, and and because re- I realized how much strength it actually takes. So yeah, and just fitness comes, and here I am. So <laughs> so okay. So if I start today, how long will it take for my <laughs> arms to start looking like your arms? It's a long time, about a year. But you got this. You're gonna crush it. You're gonna can crush- can you give me like your workout routine? That's what we need to put is put your your arm workout routine. I mean, is that weights or is that body? No, is it's it? Weights. It's, it's weights. weights. Yeah, I don't run. I can't right now. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> hop or crawl or <laughs> you could yeah you could hop on one leg and make that one leg like really strong. No, I really do want your workout routine though because I hate I I don't know I don't know what you love to do, Emily. I love to run. Running is always been a way for me to clear my mind and that's yeah. my best thoughts happen. I mean, I don't know how many times I've had to pull over on the side of the road and like start recording something or writing something down. Um, it's just, that's, it's my exercise, but it's also like my, my mental. Yeah. It's therapeutic. Path, you know? Well, and so I don't do a whole lot of weights. And so sometimes I'll get into the gym 
And I just don't even know where to start. Like it's so overwhelming that I'm like, there's just so sure. many things that I could be doing right now and I don't know where to start. Yeah. Yeah, it is for sure. I mean, I'm the opposite. I would prefer doing weights over any cardio. I, I, I hate cardio. Isn't that funny how, what, how everyone just chooses and decides like what they like and what works best for them. So, okay, good. I'm going to take you up on that. I want your arm workout. Right. Got, she says, a year, Corey says a year. So we've got what to like shot show next year. Yeah, there you shot go. show next year. I'm going to be walking around with like my dynamis tank. Actually, hopefully Alexa will have some tank tops by then. So I'll be walking around with like some Alexa tank tops and being like, this is Corey. Oh, Corey. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh man. Well, Corey, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. Thanks for having me. Video cast today. Yeah. Something different. It'll be good. It is something. I mean, this is pretty cool. I like it. Well, people get to see, like, they hear us all the time when they're listening to the podcast. And this is, like, really what it what it's like. This is how we're doing This is how we do it. Yeah, nothing fancy. <laughs> <laughs> no, especially for today's. This took a little bit to get up and running due to some technical difficulties. But we got it. We so did. It, we got it. The way we it got is. It up and running. Exactly. So, all right, Corey, um, the reason why we wanted to have you on the show today, uh, it's no, no secret that there's a lot going on in our society right now with the entire gun control debate and uh, people trying to figure out what is going to solve this problem. That is not the goal for today's podcast. That's, that's a, to try to solve this issue and what is going on. But we wanted to shed some light. Uh, we just think you can give us a really interesting perspective because mm-hmm. some of the practical things that people are putting out there, um, obviously, like increasing school security. Um, they're, they're talking about increasing school budgets to get armed security guards on the campuses, possibly putting metal detectors in every school, increasing the, the security locks. I mean, I think we can all agree that there's certain measures that we can all take and should all take right. um, before jumping straight to like having to use lethal force. Obviously, we'd like to stop it before it gets to that point which is the same way that we would like to stop it in our own lives before it escalates to lethal force. But say the metal detectors don't work, say the armed security as proven in this last scene with Florida didn't get there in time um, or just decides not to go into the school building. Next line of defense that some people are throwing out there, they're saying, well, why in the world wouldn't we arm our teachers? How do you feel about that? You're a third grade teacher. What is your, what's running through your head when you see this happen and then you hear that as a suggestion? You know, I, I love the idea. I think it's so important for teachers to be able to defend, defend themselves. It's our right. I mean, if someone walks through that door, I'm the next line of defense. I'm the only line of defense between that person and 21 babies behind me. And you better yep. believe that person is going down. Um, you know, I, we have these fire drills and I'll stand out there and I'll time the police officers. And, and I love all our men in uniform. I love everybody, but it takes them 10 minutes to get there. Do you know how much damage someone can do in 10 right. minutes? Uh, we well, just saw what damage the person did exactly, in four minutes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So frustrating. And then, you know, not to have anything on me. And I was, I was telling Emily this, um, we have a lockdown drill and every time this one little boy, he turns to me and he goes, Miss Recchia, you know, is everything okay? And I go, of course, you're, you know, you're safe with me, which he is, but you know, living in, you know, living in New Jersey, I can't carry on me. I'm not allowed. Um, I'm not even given the option to. And in my mind, really the only efficient way to defend myself against another weapon is with a weapon. 
even though I can use, you know, active force, you know, the best that I can throw a chair at the person, you know, get as yeah. good as I can. I just, you know, it's just a shame that I can't have that option, even though it's my right. Sure. Um, and to defend you my, know, you know? I, I, I have a question about this because obviously this debate gets starts getting really heated and you've got people on both sides. And I actually, I've got really good friends that are school teachers and I had one reach out to me and I was really thankful she reached out to me in a direct message instead of just blasting my social media walls with us. Um, but she, she came to me in all sincerity and said, Amy, I need to understand where you're coming from in this position where you say that we should arm teachers. I am a teacher. She works um, with special needs children. And she, she just is like, I did not sign up to, I didn't sign up to be a soldier. I didn't sign up to have to be a warrior. I signed up to be a teacher and to teach these children and to love these children. And I'm just trying to get where you're coming from that says teachers should be armed. And I think what you said first and foremost really struck a note with me that you said, I will do it. Let me sign up. Like, let me do it. I mean, that, that's a mindset that you had to develop. You know, and, and I get it. Not everyone's comfortable with, with, with guns um, or carrying. But that's why you go and get trained by professionals. And there's so many professionals out there, uh, veterans and, and, you know, military and police officers that are willing to train. You have to put in the effort to do so. Um, right. Yeah, it, it is a mindset. It's about protecting those that you love and care about. You know, yeah, I, I'm, I chose to be a teacher, but I, yeah, I'm, I don't want to be attacked by anyone, but doesn't mean I, ha- it's not going to happen. You know, right. you can't stick your head in the sand and go, oh, well, it's not going to happen to us. Yeah, well, exactly. Better to be prepared than to not be and just be like, what do I do? And then watch all those, you know, kids, you know, I, I can't even, you know, I don't right. want to imagine, but it is a possibility you're seeing it. So why are we hiding from that? Right. And I don't think it's necessarily about every single teacher needs to be armed, you know, but there are probably plenty of school teachers like yourself, Corey, who in outside of their profession, they carry, they train, they do things to protect themselves and their family. So if, if, if they're already doing that, why not also give them the opportunity to take that into school and be an option of defense for these kids should something awful happen. And then there might also be other teachers who obviously are going to be completely, you know, not wanting to carry and not wanting to do it, but there'll be other ones that, you know, they might want to do something about it. And then you'll have more people in the schools who are there to offer some type of assistance should something like awful happen. Yeah. You know, I think, going to want to carry and that's okay you know not right comfortable that is okay i get that but how about for the people who aren't comfortable and want to do something why right. can't they have that choice right do you think okay so say they i mean again you're in jersey you can't even carry as a as a private citizen so I mean, I think the chances of you ever being able to carry inside your, of your school are going to be slummed to none. But say you're in another state. I mean, there's, there's things to think through. Like right now, you're paying for all of your training, right? Absolutely. Training gets expensive. <laughs> I know it does. It does, but it's worth my life and the life of my, to protect my loved ones. This is what it's all about. Um, yeah. So yeah, 
I'm sorry to interrupt. I get very passionate about this stuff. No, please. Like, I mean, t- because talk about that because I've gotten questions on that too. Okay, well, so say we are in the teachers. Who's paying for it at this point? You know, who's going and is that something that we need to put into our school budgets, increase school budgets to get teachers trained? I mean, um, there's... The argument is about, you know, they could we could be spending it more and we need materials for our classroom. You know, that's right. always been a battle with teachers and funding for, for schools, um, especially public schools in New Jersey about not having enough funding for, you know, but you're talking about getting funding for a computer or a pencil or more paper compared to something that can save your life. I don't, I don't actually see in the same level there, you know? So like, yeah. But talk, talk to us too about, um, from your perspective, some of the challenges, um, that a teacher might face when it actually comes to carrying that firearm. Um, because I think there's a misconception that if a teacher has it on their body, the kids are going to try to take it from them or they're going to try to, you don't, the thing is, is you don't tell the kids that you have. That's logical. Who's going around and telling who wants the (laughs) teacher to tell anyone that they have it? I have a firearm on me today. No, you know, it's concealed. That's the whole (laughs) idea, you know, and why would I do that to an eight year old? You know, be right. like, okay, I have a gun, but you know, no, absolutely not. It's not for, it's not for that. It's for their protection. Right. And so I wouldn't, you know, I think that's one of the arguments, you know, the kids are going to be scared. Well, why are you going to tell the kids that, you know, you have it on you for that day? Why would you do right. that? Well, it's, it's, a, it's amazing to me that, you know, the government is wanting their, their solution was to make, to make school safer was to make gun-free zones, Right. Well, we all know the only people that actually follow gun-free laws are law-abiding citizens. Exactly. Clearly, the gun-free zone signs have not stopped anybody from actually walking into a school with a gun. Yeah, exactly. So people, evil people want to get into the place, they will. Right. Know? They're going to find a way to do they evil either way. Find a way to do it. I mean, what if a sign at the end of the day just says, we have um, teachers that are armed on the school campus and they will shoot back? I mean, heck, maybe they, maybe you don't actually, but just put the sign up. You know how many people put a security, a, like a Brink security sign outside of their house and don't actually have Brink security? But you know what it does? It deters criminals from mm-hmm. coming into your house because you might have the option being stopped by a security alarm you know just put the signs out that says our teachers are armed because it provides an obstacle that's what it is so the person who is committing the crime is like oh this is i'm gonna have a little bit of an obstacle here let me just move on to the next don't have a big glaring red sign that you're gonna have zero um pushback if you enter this campus with a firearm don't worry no one here is gonna stop you right and and the thing is too is that we become you know People ask me all the time, do I have children? And, you know, I'm not married, I, but I consider all 21 of those kids my kids, you know? So we become their counselors. We become, you know, like their, their second moms. You know, I love them to death. Why can't I have the choice to defend them if I want to as well? Well, I, I think that, you know, when, when everyone starts saying, well, this comes down to a, a moral obligation, get rid of guns because it's a moral obligation. No, the moral obligation to me is to protect and to save mm-hmm. the defenseless, to protect and to save those who cannot protect and defend themselves. That's exactly it. Kids are so, you know, they can be vulnerable and we're the ones standing between them and that, you know, the person coming in. Right. right. Well, and, and for those, the teachers that 
I don't fault the teachers that don't want to console carry at all. Just- I don't either because that's their right too. And, and not everyone's comfortable with it. And I'm and you never force someone to be, you know, do something. Right. Well, just like I wouldn't force any of my other women or men friends to, to carry a guy. Right. You know? it's, it, at the end of the day, it, it's a personal journey for everybody. For me, it started with the reality. I, I, I had to first and foremost come to the reality that something could happen to me. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get to the point where I wanted to carry a firearm because something happened to me. I got to the point where I wanted to because I started to want to be proactive instead of reactive. And, and for everybody, it's a different journey, but I think it has to, for everyone, it has to start with the reality of the fact mm-hmm. is we live in a broken world. We this do. isn't an American problem. This is a this is a worldwide problem. Evil exists in the world. There's crazy people that exist in this world. And something you might be a fortunate one that has never had anything happen to you. But that doesn't mean that it's not happening in the world. It doesn't mean that it can't. Right. Why are we turning, you know, a blind eye to that? Exactly. I think it's easier for some people to to turn an eye to it, to, to, to create almost like this false reality of safety and security. Mm-hmm. It's just easier. That's nicer to think about. That's oh, much more loving. I mean, obviously I want to live in a peaceful world. I want to live in a loving world. I try to project that um, as much as I can in my interactions with people and, and love everybody that I come in contact with. But at the end of the day, I do not have any problem saying that there are some people that are not going to receive that. And there are some people that would want to could hurt me and would want to hurt me you know so i think it's just it's people needing to first get that reality and then deciding what are you going to do with that reality mm-hmm. well and then i think too you know one of the things with like the current situation and with teachers uh, or people saying that teachers should be armed or they you know they shouldn't be armed you know it's one of the things that we were talking about you know this week regarding the Tom Fuentes CNN video when him commenting <laughs> specifically about females you know and he was talking about female teachers really uh, wearing skirts and dresses and, and talking about how you know it's not practical for them to carry you know I wrote that post on Stommy Tactical about it because I think it's absurd I know we all think that and Corey as a teacher I don't know what you were to work every day, but I'm pretty certain that we're like, where there's a will, there's a way. If we want to defend ourselves, we're going to find a way to do it. And that's it. So leave that to me, please. You know, let me dress myself and, and I can wear a dress and I can conceal, you know, and so leave that, you know, to me as the female teacher. Right. And leave me the choice to be able to defend those kids. Right. Know, right. Well, that's what it comes down to. I mean, like everybody at the end of the day should have the choice Mm -hmm. to defend themselves or not defend themselves because I mean, who else are you relying on? I mean, you are your fastest first line of defense. I, again, I I agree with you. Like I am thankful for law enforcement, but they can't, they can't be everywhere at one time. I was going to say too, let's say we did have a security guard, you know, but let's say, let's just say they didn't make it to my room in time. Right. right. Or the other, how are they going to be able to sprint across the building? You know, depending on the whole, how old the guy is, maybe is he in shape to do so? Yeah. You know, or, you know, I just, and that's a lot of pressure to leave on one person. Why? Yeah. You know, why can't Absolutely. I- it's all valid points. I mean, those are, those are the circumstances of every situation that you have to think about and how much of that are you willing to let, 
be in someone else's hands and how much of that can you kind of take into your own to make sure that you can, you know, be prepared. I mean, we're talking about funding here, but we're going to have a secure, how many security guards are you going to have for the school? How right. many? And you well, can't. It's got to be relative to the campus size. I mean, there's some oh, campuses that are like a mile long. They probably need like 10 security guards. And you're going to pay people overtime. What are you going to do? Then if it's overtime, they're not going to be there all the time. Are you going to hire someone full time? And how many of them are you going to have? Um, this guy in Florida was making over 70 grand a year. And that clearly wasn't enough money for him to run in the school and do anything about it. Right. So, so then again, once again, you're leaving your safety to somebody else who may at that very moment, I mean, I guess I've never been faced with that situation. I would like to say I would be brave and I would run head first and go and do something. I, I haven't been in that situation, but you're talking about a trained person who swore to defend and protect and still decided at that moment he wasn't going to do it. Right. So then what? So then where does that leave you? Like, what are your other options? You know? And, and, and the other thing is too, expect, you know, especially with my little ones, like you form a connection with them, you form the bond with them. So like that gives you even more of an incentive to want to protect them, you know, and to want to do something. If someone walks in the room, you know, these kids, yeah. you, know about them. you know, about their lives, you know? So I think that's an important point to make that the, the love, the, the firearm is not mutually exclusive with love. I mean, these people want to all the time connect the two and say that the gun, the tool itself that is being used by evil people is in fact evil itself. And it's not. It actually can be a tool to love. And yeah. you can, what is more loving than putting yourself in between somebody to defend and protect right. people who can't defend themselves? There, there is nothing more loving than that. It's true though. That's what it's about. It's about protecting those that you love and care about. Right. Yep. And since, and since we know, we know, let's say tomorrow they, they put a ban on AR-15s from buying them. What is that going to do with the millions that are already on the streets, right. with the millions of firearms that are out there already? We already know that criminals are going to get their hands on a, on a gun. And if it's not a gun, it's going to stop them from ramming their, they're getting a big, huge 18 wheeler truck and ramming it into the school. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to stop them from using anything else. It never does. No, it never right. does. So to me, the, the answer is not banning more guns and controlling and legislating more firearms. It's putting them in the hands of people like you who are spending time getting trained. You're probably getting more training than a lot of our law enforcement is actually getting. I, you know, I spent a lot of money, but it's worth it. Again, like I said, it's my life and those that I love and care about, you know, I'm passionate about it. Well, let's talk about some of your training because I, you were one of the most inspiring people to me when we went to that Dynamis oh, course. Yeah, same. <laughs> Ladies, don't <laughs> heard us talk about this Dynamis course for a while. And Corey is like one of our fantastic Alexa ambassadors and one of the Dynamis ambassadors. And she, you know, we showed up at this, at this training course with Dom Rosso and the guys over at Dynamis to, oh, I didn't know what in the world I was walking into. <laughs> I mean, I knew it was going to be tough, but I didn't know what I was walking into. I knew that we would be getting some um, some blade training, some combatives training, some pistol training, basically a bunch of training to get more than just one tool in our toolbox. Because we all know at the end of the day, it's not just about the gun. Right. You need to have right. options. And you got you to have options. And so we show up to this course and 
Here's Corey just crushing it every single day, giving all of us the confidence to say, you know what, like we we can do this. Like watching another woman be able to do it and do it fully, like all out with intention and to learn and to grow and to better herself was like so inspiring to me. But you don't just stop with the Dynamis courses. Tell us like kind of what you do on a daily basis. So um, I actually, I, I take uh, Krav Maga. It's Israeli self-defense. Um, it's combative. Um, so it's really just, you know, I go there and I learn to defend myself using my body. They're actually, you know, we do use blades and we learn to disarm weapons as well. But um, it's a lot of our, you know, bodies or, and you know, I was just learning to defend myself and then I work out and then I go to Krav and then I go, as far as firearms go, I, I mean, I train, you know, I'm part of a woman's group out here in Jersey. <laughs> they have those? <laughs> I know, right? And, um, you know, I do a lot of a dry firing as well. Um, I'm constantly thinking of things that could happen, uh, constantly, you know, being aware, um, focusing my mindset um, on learning how to defend those I love and care about and myself. What do you see I mean, to people who say, uh, you just sound paranoid? I don't really care what they think, you know, cause at the end of the day, things can happen. Um, and I know that I'm going to be able to do something about it so that people can say whatever they want. Um, yeah. but you know, well, in that training, living in fear, well, that's it. It's that's it. I'm not living in fear and people, I feel like people only say those things when they're in, they're fearful, you know? Yeah. Right. You know, they're scared. Well, they're- Right. And they're not willing to accept sort of what, what the real reality is of the world that we live in. Right. I mean, and then going back and talking about like the options that we said, you know, Corey, you're doing the Krav Maga, you're doing more, you're doing training on a physical level because where you're at, you know, that you can't carry. So now you've introduced another, another tool, you know, into your arsenal of things that you can pull from. So if there is unfortunately something, a threat or something coming at you, and you and you're not caring because you can't where you mm-hmm. live. You do have something else, whether it's your blade or your combative skills that you've been like training so hard on. Like on I don't want to walk down the street and fight you. I don't either. And on the count of three, wait. Do y'all all have? Um, do you all have your self defense tools with you right now? I have my one pocket knife right here. Oh wait, I was gonna say on the count of three, let's just show like what we have like with us. <laughs> all right, right. All right. Are, y'all, are y'all comfortable with that? Mm-hmm. All right, one, two, three. <laughs> All right, uh, Corey, what do you have in your hand? I have my uh, dynamis blade. Is that your dynamis blade? I got my dynamis blade too. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm odd woman out with the dynamis blade. I got my cricket. Dude, my cricket. Love this thing. This dynamis is dynamis blade is awesome. What's yours, Emily? Uh, mine's a cricket, like a folding pocket knife I carry in my pocket everywhere. It's really you can see I've used it. It's kind of gross. You know, honestly, when it comes to blades, I have to say, like, after doing that cor- that blade course, I s- am so much more comfortable with my firearm than a yes. blade. I'm like, blade is, to me, like, extremely intimate. I mean, I know that like, things can happen at a moment's notice, and if someone grabs you from behind, you may not have time to pull the firearms, so you definitely want to have, like, another option with you and I get it, but I was like, whoa, to me, like oh, that's late stuff was like scarier than that's close contact. <laughs> it is. That's like intense, you know. But you know, that's the thing too, you know, just in case let's just say you weren't able to pull your firearm in, in time. 
but now you do have an intimate, you know, an object that you can use. You have that choice on you to use. Yes, it's scary, but again, that's reality. This is all right. You know, this isn't rainbows and butterflies. This is <laughs> right stuff. Um, so you know, I'm all for also being able to carry blades on you. You know, um, another line of defense. Because let's just say that first line doesn't work. Right. Added, you know, doesn't work. What do you have left? You know, no one's going to want to mess with you if you. <laughs> you know, whip out a whip out a blade in their eye. <laughs> <laughs> you would hope not. <laughs> but um, and we were also talking about like working out, and you, you know, you can't thank you for complimenting me. <laughs> but you know, that's what I'll do. You know, I'll do my workouts, but I'll add reps in at the end, either dry firing or uh, you know, repping with my blade. You know, because when you're, you know, if someone was going to assault you, you know, your energy, you're going to be very high, like your adrenaline. Right. So you want to get used to being at that level. And then are you going to be able to pull, you know, yep. pull your mm-hmm. weapon out? Because um, you were asking, you know, what I do every day. I mean, this is just a constant mindset, a constant thing I'm, I'm trying to do. Trying try. And you're doing that at home, pulling, oh, doing yeah. the dry fire and pulling oh, yeah. the blade on <laughs> yeah, my like after your workout? Yep. I'm like, okay. hey, doesn't mean someone's not going to try to, you know do something. Even if I have a cast on, they're not going to be like, not that girl. She has a brace on her, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your blade draw time? What was your fastest blade draw time? <laughs> I, just, I, don't, I don't do it for the... You know. <laughs> I thought you would want to try to beat Eli's time. Quick and then I'll, what'd you say? <laughs> so I thought you were going to try. I, I bet you probably have beaten Eli's time, have you? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Now I look up to those guys. Yeah, they're they're my role models. So. They're no, they're awesome. I mean, it really did like getting in the mindset of of all of this was what one of my biggest takeaways um, from all of that was you know because I live in a relatively safe area. Again, nothing has happened to me yet, so it almost is to me like a little bit more challenging to say, okay, now I I need to be thinking this way. Yeah. You know, I I need to be saying, okay nothing has happened to me, but something could be situationally aware everywhere that I go. And I wish people had that mindset and they didn't have to wait for something to happen. Right. What I feel like, you know, some, you know, teachers see they, they have, you know, I don't want, God forbid, I want nothing like this to happen, you know, to our school, but it's like, why do we have to wait until something happens to be proactive? Even if it's just learning, you know, how to defend yourself, not even just caring, learn some combatives, learn some right. self-defense, learn to right. be situationally aware. You know, why can't you have the mindset that something could happen? Because well, people get comfortable too in their neighborhoods and sure. where they live and in their routines that it's just, you but go about your day. You know, surprised when stuff happens, but there's ways to identify all this before, you know, especially as a teacher, you know, again, we become these kids counselors. Sure. Know, to, to see how that you know emotional they can be, uh, you, I know there's a lot of things that you can identify beforehand. But again, that's being situationally aware and that's having mm-hmm. that mindset for sure. Yeah. yeah. So okay, like if you were gonna carry as a teacher, where would and what would you wear? Um, how would you carry? And give any thought to like what your gun of choice would be. Um, I would. I mean, I wear, I was going to go with clothing. I mean, I wear everything. I wear dresses. I wear pants. I do wear pants most of the time um, mm-hmm. just because they're just comfortable, easy to move in. But of course, when the warm weather gets out, nice dress, spring dress, um, I would wear, you know, the four o'clock position, you know, I appendix style blade 
that's where I carry my blade. <laughs> what if you're wearing a what if you're wearing a dress because um yeah, like there's can can concealment, there's all tight and I actually right. have, yeah, like there's ways around that. Um and again, like if I'm I'm not going to be shy if someone comes in the room to lift my dress up. I mean, that guy's <laughs> down. I mean, you know, and the kids are going to be behind me, so you know, that doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. So, um, I'll figure it out, you know, depending on what I'm wearing. Sure. Uh, yeah, I wear, I wear everything. You know? Right. But, but that's what we do. We adapt and figure out what we need to do. Like, right. We don't just like stand there dumbfounded. Contrary, like, what do I do now? Contrary to Tom Fuentes <laughs> comment, we uh, can still carry a gun and wear dresses and skirts or, or throw the dresses and skirts out the window if we want to and wear whatever the heck we want to wear. Right. Well, I love about we in Krav, what we'll do well, like every Thursday night, we'll wear, Thursday night, we will wear street clothes. So you can actually practice if you have like your blue gun, um, wearing whatever you want and drawing your, you know, your weapon of choice. That and is so see, important. See mm-hmm. if like your weapon gets caught and you're like, oh, well, I shouldn't not wear this. This wouldn't work for me, you know, but that takes training. Yeah. Right? The whole thing. It's, and you don't have that, you know, it's, there's blue guns, there's trainer blades, you know, yeah. so you'll know what clothing works for you. For sure. So well, maybe- I've. I know that we've taken, we've, I'm sure you've, you've been to the range and high hills before Emily, haven't oh, you? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I know when we kind of first started down this journey, you starting your blog, when I had my blog, like we were, we were talking about that. Like mm-hmm. I would go to the range and I would have on a skirt and I would have on high heels and I was doing it because that's what I was wearing that night. So before right. we went out with everybody and we wanted to go to the shooting range, A, that's what I was going to be wearing. But And people were like, why are you wearing that to the gun range? Well, because this is what I'm wearing. So you should right. Practice. This is my daily life. Exactly. You should practice the way you're going to play. And so therefore, if you are going to be wearing that going out and have your firearm with you, well, you definitely want to make sure that you know how to be have your balance right um because oh, yeah heels completely like change they change, your, they change, change everything balance. you know like i found too yeah i i shouldn't really wear heels on the clutch as it is as you can, <laughs> as you can see um really work for me especially when you know drawing something so sure but I think too, you know, back to what Corey was saying about, you know, in some of her classes, I know that we've all, you know, experienced this in some way, but like when we, when we have found a garment that may not work well, or that we see that there it's causing us maybe an area of some tension where we can't draw smoothie. I mean, right. it's not that we just like, okay, we can never wear that again. We have to throw that out. Yeah. Like we're able to figure out what that issue is and then change from there and decide if maybe that I'm not wearing that shirt with, with this gun in this holster. Maybe it's a different style holster that works better with whatever you're going to wear sure. that day. Well, that's too. And you were asking like where I would place my weapons. Well, it, again, I think that would also be dependent on what I'm wearing. Like if I'm wearing a dress, that's definitely, right. you know, or I may just carry my blade on me or I may for sure carry my gun on me that day. So it really just, you know, we, we adapt. And yeah. Really good at adapting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I tell people that too, because I, I obviously get asked that a lot. Um, when people are, are trying to buy Alexa, they're like, well, what, what will this gun work here? Or what gun works best? And I'm like, well, you know, what I really need to know is like, what's your activity of choice? You know, I, in, in my, the signature pants I have, like I, I will not go run with an M&P shield in my pants, but 
I might put the shield in my pants if I'm just going to the grocery store. You know, I, I want something smaller, something that's not going to interfere with the activity that I'm choosing to do. You know, I may not love shooting my Ruger LCP at the range, but I love having it on my body when I go work out. It fits nicely in an appendix position. It fits nicely if I, I've got a four o'clock option as well to, to carry, you know. But then again, I also think when I'm going to a movie theater, all right, if I'm in the movie theater, I'm probably going to want my SIG P938 or my Glock 43 that has night sights on it, you know, I, and I think through these and then I think, okay, well, I mean, I only wear my leggings, <laughs> I only wear these signature pants, so all of those choices fit in my pants, but I, I think through the rest of the scenario and the rest of the situation, you know, so it's, it's hard to give anyone one blanket answer because we get asked all the time, what gun should I buy? Right. And it's, there's a lot more to that question, um, you know, that, that we need to know mm-hmm. until we can kind of help steer you in the right direction. And, and I think that, you know, to add to that, that's a, about going out there and getting the proper training, holding different weapons. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot different for someone to tell you, oh yeah, like Glock 19 is great, you know, maybe for me, but for that you, mm-hmm. you know, right. right. You don't know until you've held it and getting the proper training. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's like someone being like, hey, what car should I buy? Should I get a, should I get a BMW? Should I get a Mercedes or should I get a Corolla? Right. Well, <laughs> what do you want your, what do you want your experience to be? You know, well, right. What is your intended purpose? What's your intended purpose? How, how do you want to get there? You want to show up in style? Do you just want something practical? How much money do you want to spend? I mean, so many, so many things to, to. That's what it's about. Yeah. And get your hands on as many options as possible. You know, we're really lucky in Texas. I don't know what it's like in DC or I know Jersey is is not easy, except I do have a great (laughs) ETTS um, in New Jersey. I don't know if you've been to that range yet is an awesome indoor range. Um, I've done some work with them. They've got a lot of special ops guys that do some fantastic, they've got shoot house training. They've got um, the ability to do vehicle training as well, which is really cool. Um, but here in Texas, we've got, we've got, I mean, ranges all over the place and they usually all have a really good selection of, of guns that you can get your hands on. And you can walk in and have no clue where to even start. And they have great trainers that will take, be very, very patient, be very kind, and walk you through the mechanics of each of them, the safety, um, and then let you actually get your hands on it and shoot it. And then you decide what you want to do. Yeah, yeah another good uh, place to start, too, if you don't have access to gun shops or, or ranges that have a variety is go to a gun show. That's what I did. I went to like two yeah. or three gun shows in the beginning so, because yeah. all the guns are laid out there and you can literally just walk down an aisle and like hold hundreds of them just mm-hmm. all day long and start. I mean, that's how I narrowed mine down. I had, you know, three or four on the list. Then from there I went to ranges to start shooting and seeing which ones I liked. Yeah. Well, because you're talking. Yeah. What, Corey? Sorry. It's definitely a process, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, if you, for people who've never picked up a gun before and they're wondering, you know, well, what gun do I want? They don't even realize, okay, the, the grips, the thing that you actually put your hand on, they come in different shapes, different sizes. Um, they have different grip patterns on them. I mean, you really do need to go and feel and hold Absolutely. A, a ton of them because you never know 
what you're going to like until you actually put your hand around it and say, is this, our hands are different sizes. Mm -hmm. Some people have longer fingers. The trigger may be too far, you know? So my advice would just be, yes, get your hands on as many of them as you can and see what you're comfortable with, you know? Right. And the thing is, if someone is saying like, you know, we're, we're going to fund, you know, teachers, you know, this opportunity to train and, and to have a firearm, why wouldn't you? Absolutely. And you can go out, you can do all your research, you can find what yeah. works for you. I mean, and then yeah. I'm going to give a big plug to Chris Costa. I don't know if you've ever taken a course with him, with Chris, but Chris is doing something right now um, where he has offered to train teachers across the United States and he's thrown it out on his Facebook page for people to sponsor the teacher. We're going to, Alexa is going to sponsor a teacher. Um, and so like you, he's giving people across the U.S. the opportunity to sponsor teachers to help pay for their training, to do a three-day course with him. Um, and he's one of the best coaches and trainers out there um, that I've ever worked with. And the handgun elements theory course, which is a beginner course. Oh, you did? No, no, no. It's, it, I'm just telling you the course itself. Oh. It's your, um, any beginner shooter, um, you're, awesome. you're going to learn the proper fundamentals and he's, you know, he's, one of, one of the best. Yeah. He is one of the best. So ladies, if you're a teacher, check that out. Check out Chris Costa. You can find him on Facebook. You can find him. Uh, it's Costa Ludus, I believe. I'll have to go back and, well, and look. We can I'm add it to plugging. the show notes. I'm like, he's not plugging this. I'm not like plugging him, but I, I just know that that's what he was doing. And I was happy that, that he was doing that for teachers. And I think we're going to start seeing an increase. Um, if, if this ever becomes an option, um, an increase for, for teachers to, to get some training. Cause there's a lot of amazing trainers out there that actually want to put the time in to get this done because they, they believe fundamentally in their right to be able to, to protect themselves. And coming exactly. from, you know, me, like a teacher who doesn't have that option. It's like, please take that opportunity when it's offered. Um, you know, again, I have to pay, you know, for, for this because yeah. in the state, it doesn't allow me to do all this stuff. Yeah. Um, so if you do have that opportunity, please, please just take it. I mean, it's awesome. It's an awesome experience. It's, it's also very empowering to be able to know that you can do something in a situation to protect those you care about. So absolutely. Well, Corey, thank you so yeah, much for taking, for taking time today while you're healing <laughs> to come on our show. Yeah. You know, we, we've absolutely loved talking to you and getting your insight on this. I'm mm -hmm. going to pass this along to every single one of my teacher friends so that they can just kind of get a different perspective on yeah. it. It's hard for me to relate to them when I'm not a teacher, you know, so I do appreciate you stepping up and leading the way and saying that there is an alternative out there and that there are teachers who actually want to mm -hmm. do this. Um, so so thank you so much for doing that. And hopefully you'll come on our show again. Yes. Uh, we would love to have you on anytime you want to come on this podcast. We would absolutely love to have you on, Corey. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. <laughs> absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much. Um, I'm going to close us out here. And we will see you next Wednesday. I say that. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know what? Um, I actually closed out of my Zencaster on accident. <laughs>
But, oh, that will give me time to tell all of you not to forget to subscribe to us on, on iTunes at Not Your Average Gun Girls. Um, you can follow us on Not Your Average Gun Girls on Instagram. We have a Facebook page. Um, we've got a couple of other things in the works that we're excited about. You yeah, can also file, follow Emily at Style Me Tactical on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And then I am at Alexa Athletica or at The Amy Robbins on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So shoot us an email at nyagg at concealedcarry.com. If you have any questions, concerns, or anything else, we would love to hear from you. We'll see you guys next week. Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast and its related companies, Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.